Hello everyone and welcome back to Uncommon Sense, the most uncommon place on the internet where we questioned everything in life together. <laughs> that, that was his fault. That was all your fault? <laughs> all my fault. All my fault. I went like this, fall. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, welcome back to the most questionable, I mean, um, uncommon place on the internet. <laughs> where we question everything and learn to get that right. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Something like that. Well, if you're not having fun doing what you're doing, then you're not doing it right. All right, I'm out of here. <laughs> uh, anyways, all right. Let's move on with the the show. Yeah, we. Yeah. Any important announcements before we get into this? Oh, uh, when's that show? Rock, rock the falls. Yeah. Tonight. It is tonight, huh? It is yeah, tonight. We rock were gonna go, falls. but we we're poor. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah, Rock the Falls is tonight. Uh, it's at that one place. It used to be Legends. Yeah. What's it called now? Uh, I can't think of it now. Why not Live Entertainment? Yeah, or something why not like that? Live Entertainment? Anyway, it's over there on South Sixth Street. It's Platt uh, Falls. Oh yeah, I guess I should say Platt Falls, Oregon. <laughs> Just assume a lot, of people, knows. a lot of people will be going to their South Sixth Street. Oh, that's not here. What the? What are you guys talking about? Yeah. Okay, so anyway, if you're in Southern Oregon right now, you want to go see some live entertainment, go to Why Not tonight. And I think the the ticket price at the door is like 35 bucks. Yeah. Something like that. But it's a long show. Yeah, six fact, hours long. It starts, starts at three. Very shortly. Starts at three here in about two and a half hours. So, go see Owls and Aliens and support local Phenom. music. Phenom yeah, Phenom was another one there. that was playing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it goes out to Hank and uh, Jeff and Dustin. We love you guys. Support you guys. Forget about Travis. Can. Nick and Travis, too. We love you guys. Yeah, yeah. We love you guys, too. I'm just rattling <laughs> names off the top of my head real quick. That's right. The bad okay. members of Owls and Aliens going, this who the heck is Hank? Hank is in Phenom. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Other people would be like, I thought he said Hank. Where's this Hank guy he was talking about? <laughs> a different band, sorry. Came here to see Hank. <laughs> you know, he sells propane and propane accessories. <laughs> Damn it, Bobby. <laughs> Damn it, Bobby. I was thinking that too, though. Propane, propane, treasures. <laughs> All right. Let's go back up here. Figure out what I'm doing over here. Yes. Okay, well, we so first and things foremost, that I was wanting to go over with you guys today. Uh, uh, please bear with us. It's a lot of content, a lot of information to absorb, but yeah. uh, a lot of questions to be asked too. So. So the biggest question of today, obviously, is what are we missing? Like, what are we not paying attention to? What are, what are we, we being distracted, distracted from? from? You know, aside from Maui, obviously, because right as we're getting into nitty gritty, they were like, oh, no, there's like war and stuff. Not that I'm downplaying the war. Well, could it be that we're missing out on the... Uh, the absorption of the digital dollar replacing the 
Yeah, that's part of it. That's a little bit of something. That's kind of one of those underlying things that will come up because, well, we know that, you know, we're going to be talking about other stuff happening. and The digital dollar kind of goes along with that. So, yeah. Um, you know, what's happening in our local areas, too, that a lot of people are probably missing because they're so focused on either the mundaneness of their everyday lives or they're distracted by the war. Yeah. Because everybody's worried about us going into World War Three. That's true. I mean, they're going to have their war whether we want them to or not. So what gets me is... The picking sides like you guys are doing exactly what they want yeah you're picking a side no matter which side that is yep i see a lot of anti-semitism lately a lot of pro hamas and we're going to talk about that because what exactly is anti-semitism and when did the definition for it change mm -hmm. so that's actually one of the first things we're going to get into is a video from really graceful um we're just going to kind of pick a little bit. You guys want to watch it? The, dis the, the, the link is in the description. And it's her latest video. So you look up really graceful and it'll pop up. Right. It says Zionism across the thing. So what Christians aren't taught about Zionism? And we've discussed this, at least, you know, personally before. Yeah. Um, we've had talks about it with some of our listeners and whatnot. What is Zionism? We hear stuff about zion all the time and zionists and whatever but what is it we don't right. even really know well we're gonna get into that according today. to this right here zionism a movement that was originally the re-establishment re and is now the development and protection of a jewish nation in what is now israel it was established as a political organization in 1897 under theodore herzl So, Zionism isn't actually a religion? Are they even really Jews? <laughs> no, it's for... It, it's not a religion. It's a political fact. Yes. But that's, I think, where a lot of people get confused because yeah. we're thinking of it on a level that it's it's a religion. And a lot of that has to do with the way that it's portrayed in music and in the media. Mm -hmm. um, it is kind of portrayed as a as a sort of Jewish sect of things, like a denomination almost, right. of Judaism. So, very confusing. And what is now Israel? So, okay, let's see. There was another part in here, though. Let me go. Here, we're going to skip up here to about four minutes in. And let's listen to what she has to say here. And by all means... Watch her full video, you guys. Um, Grace is always full of interesting information. And the way that she does her videos is she does them really well. So as long as she hasn't been, you know, hacked by an AI, I'm, right. I'm still going to watch Grace. <laughs> All right. Playing field. The perception of the self, the teachings are inherently otherly in ways that others could never achieve if they weren't born into it. The first so, 
in other words, what she was talking about there, um, that the, the sort of original viewpoint was that obviously Jews were Jews because they were from Jerusalem. It was more right. than just their religion. It was their culture and their yeah. ancestry. Right. Right. Whereas when Jesus came along, everything supposedly changed, right? Mm -hmm. That's why the Christians study both the Old and New Testament. Right. And we are taught that Jesus is the link to salvation. Right. You you no longer have to be of a certain bloodline. You know, you don't have to be directly descended from Abraham anymore in order to be Jewish and be saved. Right. You know, and to be one of God's people, in other words, right? Right. So now Israel as a as an entity almost lives in us. Right. Right. So if we are saved we accept Jesus Christ as our Savior, then we are one of the chosen people. We are um, Israelites by proxy, so to speak. Right. Um, because we are now saved and we are yeah. one of God's people. Okay, so and that's I apologize kind for of... young people. I've been up uh, late last night, early this morning. Yeah, it's been a long day. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's go into this real quick. I just kind of wanted to brush over that real quick as to what she was talking about with the right with that whole thing. First big departure from Israel happened during the Babylonian exile, almost 600 years before Christ, when King Nebuchadnezzar II of the Babylonian Empire took over Jerusalem and destroyed the first temple, Solomon's temple. Then Rome conquered Jerusalem in 70-ish, 80. 70-ish. 70-ish. <laughs> destroying the second temple, the central hub of Jewish worship and sacrifice. About 70 years later, the Romans changed the name of the area from Judea to Palestina. Oh, did you know that? I mean, I did, but yeah. how many of you knew that? Let us know in the comments. Were you already aware of this or are we just, you know, are we just repeating to you or, you know, yeah. was this something new? We want, we want to know. Kazaria. Okay, so like I... So this is pronounced a couple different ways. Some people say Kazaria, some people say Kazaria. Mm -hmm. It is what it is. ...said the original Bible Jews fled Judea to surrounding areas throughout the centuries. But there's a key event that happened in Jewish history that no one really ever addresses. And I'm just going to warn you, it's a highly debated event. It really I, I think it's worth touching on, though. Yeah. Because you can find this in history texts, mm -hmm. and yet, as she points out, it's conspiracy theory. Right, even though it happened. Even though you can find it. Right. That it was, this actually happened. Okay. Really gets people worked up to talk about it. During the Middle Ages, between the 7th and 10th centuries, the kingdom of Kaz... Kind of reminds me of the whole Tartaria thing. Yeah. Like, just saying. If you don't know what that is, look it up. Daria ruled over parts of Russia, Kazakhstan, and modern-day Ukraine. So under the Kazarian Empire, the kingdom made all the civilians who were reportedly polytheistic and pagan. They made them convert to Judaism. And it's believed that... Hmm. Almost like the, you know, the forcing of Catholicism in the Celtic regions. Right. All the Druids and... Pagans and whatnot were forced to be Catholics. Right, because of the monks. And driven out of their own lands. 
<clears throat> the decision to convert was a political choice to stay independent and avoid religious pressure. Okay, I'm sorry, this is totally off the subject, but I just saw yesterday, I think it was, on... I mean, I, this now. I saw it yesterday. Okay. Um, it's Revive the Jive. It's a channel I've watched for a long time because he talks about, like, Druid history and Vikings and cool stuff. Um, and he was talking about... Um, talking about St. George. Okay. And apparently they're trying to say now that St. George was black. <laughs> what? <laughs> and there was another another one, one of the say that again. One of the old kings too was a they were trying to say he was black. And um I mean he and he was an important figure but he was basically the the peaceful link between Judaism or not Judaism between Druids and the modern church of the time. Right. And he kind of brought the two together in a peaceful way, supposedly. But anyway, that was trying to say he's black. So I put that out there. Why are they trying to change all these people in history that That's because Walt Disney's gotten in charge of writing our history books. <laughs> right? Or um yeah, there was another one that they were trying to say, um, Philippa or something. The name alone is French origin. Mm -hmm. Anyway, just pay attention, people, because, like, they're trying to warp some weird stuff out there. Okay, moving on with Kazaria. Judaism, and it's believed that the decision to convert was a political choice to stay independent and avoid religious pressures from the Christian Byzantine Empire to the West and the Islamic Caliphate to the South. Meaning that Khazarians were not necessarily Jews in the sense that Bible Jews were, if that makes sense. So they were Jewish in that they identified they as Jewish. Right. They accepted Judaism as their religion. To remain but, independent. Yeah. Independent. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, if you're forced to convert to something, is that really being independent? Yeah. So, they weren't Jewish in the traditional sense of they didn't come from the Jewish bloodlines. Right. They had the identity, but not the connection to ancient Israel. After the fall of the Khazarian Empire in the 10th century... And, like, don't even not just because of their ancestry, but they didn't have the connection to the land of Israel right. as the traditional Jew did. Right. Right. So they were just identifying. No, DEI. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Self-identifying as Jews. So isn't, like a isn't that in a sense like a but anti Semite in a way? Almost blasphemy, I guess. Almost. In, in a weird way. Like in a weird way. Is it? Is it not? I don't know. Maybe oh, maybe I'm just God. weird. Let us know what you think in the comments. Kazarians migrated and integrated across Europe. In all fairness, it should be noted that a bunch of Jews call the Khazar history a conspiracy theory. They say it's an anti-Semitic Even though you can open up a history book and it's right there, so I don't know what to tell you. Chinese Muslims don't pretend they're Arabs, but white Europeans claim to be Bible Israelites, and we all just pretend that's perfectly normal. I'm sorry, but that... <laughs> We had to leave that line in there because it's yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. 
Like, what's what's going on here, you guys? Okay. Well, here we go. Zionism. Anti-Semitism. The... Sorry, what? No, go ahead. The way anti-Semitism before the definition was changed in, like, 2016 used to mean hostility towards Semites. A Semite... All Semites. Mm-hmm being a member of any of the peoples who speak or spoke a Semitic language, mm -hmm. including, in particular, the Jews and the Arabs. But this means anyone who spoke a Semitic language. Right. Anything that, that derives from Old Arabic, Sanskrit, and all those, right? Like, your, all of your Middle Eastern countries and some of your North African countries. Mm -hmm. Okay, not, we're not getting into... Africa, where people actually start becoming black. Okay, right. We're talking North Africa. And their heritage is very similar to the Middle East. Right. Very Arabian, shall we say. Right. right? Like, if you if you even see, uh, you know, a native-born Egyptian, they're not that black. Mm -mm. Like, their skin tone is more like a... A bronze. Yeah, like a bronzy caramel color. Yeah. Right? Like, you probably see one and think, more like that they were some kind of Malaysian or yeah something like that okay so anti-semite or um anyone who was a semite is anyone who speaks that language and has that right um culture and ancestry of the region that region the mm -hmm. middle eastern region right. and northern africa region but now it's anyone who i mean it's all focused around israel now and Jews. Yeah. Now it just means hatred of Jewish people. When Zionism was just getting traction, among the considerations for a Jewish state were Argentina, Uganda, Cyprus, and even Texas. The reality. Texas? Wow. <laughs> what? A little weird, y'all. Let us know what you think about that. The early 1900s, numerous Zionist groups began to pop up across the United States with their various publications serving as a vehicle for Zionist propaganda. The goal was to influence both the United States Congress and the general public, though the sentiment amongst U.S. officials at the time was that Zionism countered both U.S. interests and principles, since it involved matters related to other countries other than the United States. Clearly, much has changed since then. But then the world descended into war. A secret deal called the Sykes-Picot Treaty was made during World War I, the result of which was bringing down the Ottoman Empire. The treaty was made public in 1916 and set new borders for the Middle East, splitting the area into states, and Palestine was put under international control. But strangely enough, the Balfour Declaration, which was written in a letter to Walter Rothschild by the UK's Foreign Secretary Arthur Balfour, promised Palestine as a home for the Jewish people. And this letter was sent just... So, we're going to kind of stop at this point here right. and move on with the show. Right, but if I you found want to watch that the full be... video, just check the link below. And I found that to be rather interesting. Oh, yeah. Because she also goes on to talk about the real link between the Rothschilds and this whole Zionism thing. Mm -hmm. And talks about when the Rothschilds changed their name. Did y'all know that? That wasn't their original name? I knew that. So, interesting information in here, you guys. Definitely some things to question. If and you know what the original name of the Rothschilds is, 
leave it down below. Yep. So, rather strange link there. Very strange. And, like, you know, we're not going to get too much more into it, but I wanted to at least put that out there. Like, what is Zionism? I want people to think about this stuff. Right. And really pay attention to what's going on with the past, the present, and the wars of the future. Because without the knowledge of what's really going on over there and what has really been going on in the background with all these already little shadow governments and whatnot, it affects all of us. Oh yeah. Right. So I'm not I'm not I'm not gonna downplay the severity of what's going on over there. Right. But I think that we all really need to pay attention to what it really is and what it really means. And also keep in mind that it is a giant distraction from what's going on in our homeland. Yes, it is. Because, you know, people were becoming less concerned about what was going on in Ukraine. We're getting mad about what's going on in Ukraine because we're still sending billions of dollars over there. Right. And yet we couldn't figure out what was going on with Maui. We couldn't help those people. We're also getting distracted from all oh, this he Hunter Biden mm-hmm. and his oh, criminal charges. What was that other thing we're, we're getting, getting distracted from? from Trump and his thing, his huh. charges. And a certain because uh, a judge recently ordered Trump uh, a gag order on Trump mm-hmm. restricting his First Amendment right, which is unconstitutional. Yeah. That judge needs to recuse themselves. Mm-hmm. So. They're going to keep us distracted with war and war. Oh, and more war. And more war. In order to keep us from, from one, figuring out what's going on in our own homeland and how Mm -hmm. to help our people, how to help our homeless, how to help our veterans. Right. Uh, Figuring out what happened in Maui and why that was so destructive. Where are the children? We still haven't answered that question. Why didn't the blue stuff burn? I'm just saying. Just as we're really getting into the nitty-gritty of that, they right. switched the war on us. And, you know, rerouted our panic, shall right. we say. So, although I do think what's going on over there is important, I'm not saying we should yeah, pay attention yeah. to it. At the same time, what is it distracting us from? So... And if you haven't guessed yet, folks, we're America first here on this channel. Yeah, and we need to be. And not too awfully long ago, that was that was how we all felt. Mm-hmm. Let's go back to, like, the 60s. The whole anti-war thing. Yeah. Like, why are we even going over there? Why do we need to worry about them? It was, you know, a Democrat talking point at that yeah. In that era, to be America first. Yeah. Stop worrying about what's going on in other countries. Because it's wasting our money and it's killing our young men. Yep. Guess what? It's still wasting our money and it's still killing our young men. And ultimately, it's all trying to lead us into world government. Just saying. Okay, so while we've all been distracted with this whole Israel, Palestine, Ukraine, Russia, blah, 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 whatever, there are things happening that we're not talking about. Right. Okay. 
And yes, I'm on the right screen. So the White House announces new efforts to crack down on tens of billions in junk fees. Junk fees? What are junk fees? Oh, you know, the payments that Joe Biden gets from China. Oh, oh, yeah. To the big guy. Big guy. Oh, oh, that's not what it was? My bad. Okay. Okay, so what he's actually referring to is fees that your banks charge you for, like, you know, your late fees and your extra loan fees and stuff like that. Or your banking fee. Yeah. Um, In this, though, it also, I want to bring this up, it actually brings in here, too, like, not just bank stuff, but... Also, internet providers... In the interests of customization, firms should be free to charge more to add mushrooms to your pizza or to upgrade you to a hotel room with an ocean view. However, in recent years, we've seen a proliferation of junk fees, a category of fees that serve a different purpose. They can be defined as fees designed either to confuse or deceive consumers or to take advantage of lock-in or other forms of situational market power. I just found it interesting that they brought that up when ultimately they're talking about bank junk fees. Right. So why did they bring that stuff up too? Why didn't they just... Because they're trying to distract from the actual purpose. Is that what it is? Nah, I don't do that when they... Shoot. Okay, so what ultimately is going to happen here, and the link for this is in there as well, because we don't have the time near nor energy to go over it all with you guys today, but we want to bring it to your attention, okay? That he's doing this for your benefit. What does this actually mean? We know what there's there's some mean? fine print here that we haven't found yet, right? If they're cracking down on the banks, the banks are gonna crack down on you. Mm-hmm. So if you have bad credit, you're gonna have one heck of a time getting a loan. Right. And you might have a better chance if you have good credit, like right. extremely good credit. Right. Okay. So where was that other part? Was it in this one or is it the next one? Oh, right here. Because <laughs> meanwhile, because <laughs> this all ties in together. It really does. Once you really read all of it, it all ties in together. Um, and somewhere in all of it, in, in this thing, blah, blah, blah. Okay. This magic word right here, magic phrase is going to be mentioned. Yeah. Those two magic That's their cover for everything. Yeah. Okay. So while the banks are going to be cracking down on you because the government's cracking down on them. Now they're not going to be getting as much money, so they're going to find other loopholes and ways to revert things so that it makes it harder for you, not for them. Right. Okay. So you're going to have a harder time getting a loan. You're not going to be able to mortgage your house, so on and so forth, because your credit is slightly low. Right. Okay. So simultaneously, big climate change, big climate change stress test is coming for Amazon sellers and suppliers. Mm-hmm. Which is another, or it's, no, it's another way of phrasing, uh, before you can buy something, we're going to check your ESG score. Yeah. 
before you can sell something. So who sells on Amazon? Who supplies Amazon and sells on Amazon? Just about everybody. Including a lot of mamas and papas. Yeah. So who's really going to be affected on Amazon? All the, the mamas and papas. Not your 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 big companies, your big no. book companies, or your your Sony's you aren't going to be no. hurt. No. 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 Your iSense. No. No. Your Apple iPhone, whatever. Right. Accessories. Apple, Intel, no. Asus. No. All those big corporations and companies. They'll be they'll be fine. They'll be fine. It's the mom and pop. Yep. It's gonna the hurt. ones that are, you know. And why are they trying to do Those that? girls that we watch on Instagram pouring their own soap molds and stuff, doing oh, cool, yeah. creative things to sell out to the public and mm-hmm. provide all natural, American-made whatever, right? Right. They're the ones that are going to have trouble. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Amazon and other major companies from Walmart to Apple face growing consumer, investor, and regulatory demands to reduce carbon emissions so the biggest companies on the planet are making it your problem that they produce so much carbon so much co2 they're the ones producing it but who's going to pay the price for that the mamas and papas trying to sell stuff on their on their site okay suppliers are often the biggest component in total emissions yet niche manufacturers and contractors face financial and resource limitations did you read that right the supplier mm-hmm. yeah how are they going to ship it because of co2 emissions oh that means they have to get electric vehicles and you know what i just heard California has one of the largest in the world, in the United States for sure, but in the world almost definitely, charging stations. It's mm-hmm. got like a hundred and some odd days that you can charge your electrical vehicle. Oh, but guess where California is getting all their electricity for that? But it's all powered by diesel generators. Yeah. And what solar energy they're getting? Guess where they're getting it from? Oregon. Mm-hmm. They're selling all of our farmland, you guys. Mm-hmm. For those of you that don't know, for those of you not paying attention and don't live in a rural area, they're selling all the farmland for what? Solar farms. Yep, solar. Do you have any idea how much heat solar farms produce? You know how much CO2 that puts back out in the air? Just saying. Oh, do you know how easily electric car batteries start on fire and how hard it is to put them out. Just saying. Just put that out there too. Okay, so last but not least down here, it says supply chain partners, which in Amazon's case include third-party sellers, unable to meet climate change standards can risk losing So if your little mom and pop soap business doesn't meet whatever blah 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 requirements no you gotta ship it through electronic that's what i'm saying like you're not gonna meet all their little requirements whether you can afford it or not petroleum products yeah to ship your products then amazon's not gonna sell your stuff and you're Mm -hmm. just out of luck yeah because we know that in today's economy you can't sell stuff like that 
locally and make enough to make a living. I tell you what, this is what this is what I'm willing to do. This makes perfect sense, right? Oh, I forgot to share the screen on that one, but yeah, <laughs> there it is. This is what makes perfect sense to me. Hmm. You want to impress me with your electric vehicles? Who does the most commuting, traveling, truckers? I right, let's start with EV trucks. Well, Tesla has a truck out that can haul for pretty much a uh, thousand miles or almost a thousand miles before needing recharge. That's pretty good. Other other manufacturer electric vehicles can't come close. But wait, there's more. Uh -huh. Let's see FedEx and UPS who put tons of miles on their vehicles. You know why they won't switch completely? Because mm -hmm. it costs more. Yeah. It's not cost. Not price. to mention the time that it takes to charge those. Oh, yeah. Is insane. Yeah. Just saying. Mm -hmm. And they can't pull as much weight. Not quite as much weight. No, they can't. And yeah, there, there's a lot of issues with the whole electric truck. Okay, so anyway, on that note, though, I want to bring this up. We're not going to really get into it. I just want to bring him to your attention. Fighting climate change is a um, stupid expression, it's according stupid. to the green, whoops, the Greenpeace. Uh, Co-founder. So if you guys don't know what Greenpeace is. It's an environmental group. Uh -huh. How to save the world and the planet. You know, the creators of Captain Planet. And when you look into him and some of the stuff that he talks about, he, there was one thing I watched with him where he was talking about being in college in like the 70s and stuff right. like that. And how he, he bluntly basically says like, I don't remember if that's a word he used, but that he was indoctrinated. Mm -hmm. um, that might not be the word he used. Right. But that's basically what he, he said. convinced that he, the words yes. and the information that he was getting and he from became college. an extreme environmentalist. Right. And because he puts it something similar yeah. to that. He became an extreme environmentalist and started pushing all this stuff just to turn around and find out that he was wrong. Right. But... I applaud this man. I may not agree with him on everything. Right. That's never going to happen with anyone. No. Not Doesn't even happen me. with Bush. We agree on a lot. <laughs> but he is willing to take that accountability and say, I was wrong. Right. And he's basically dedicated his life now to debunking what he preached for so long. Yeah. Debunking all that propaganda that he pushed out, not realizing how wrong he was and you go into his stuff and what he really talks about he talks about the level of carbon emissions that we have right and how not only whoops not only how small they are but the fact that without carbon our planet will die mm -hmm. what do our plants feed on carbon oh carbon. yeah oh. that's what they breathe they breathe out oxygen, which we breathe in. 
Right. We put out carbon We put out dioxide. carbon. That the they earth take, puts out carbon that they breathe in that the plants breathe in right and, and they he said they actually and thrive according to various different studies plant life on our planet has gotten healthier why because there's more carbon in the atmosphere yep mind you that carbon is still at only like what is it like point zero four yeah. percent or something that you guys yeah. can look it up because i'm probably wrong on that but it's something to that effect it's a very small amount of carbon in our atmosphere that is actually beneficial to our planet we cannot survive without carbon period end of story so what was it we were saying earlier when we were talking about like well next thing we know they're gonna completely flip-flop that in another 30 years and like Point now they're gonna percent. They're going to tax us for not having enough carbon emissions. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? Is it like, is it like totally unorthodox of me? Totally politically incorrect for me to even think that? Probably. I'm just politically incorrect. I was born that way. I don't see it changing anytime soon. <laughs> Yeah, the percentage of carbon dioxide present in the Earth's atmosphere is 0.04%. Okay, so I was right. 0.04%. <laughs> it's the Asian in me. Oh, that was reason. Again? Silly. <laughs> if you can't make fun of yourself, man, what the heck? There's no room for laughter in the world exactly. anymore. Exactly. I mean, right. if I can laugh at the fact that I'm on top and white on bottom it's just <laughs> that's why they call us half breeds next what do we got okay <clears throat> why are you why are you failing you failure okay what is the pandemic treaty is our next subject here Does anybody know you know what the pandemic treaty is i've heard of it we haven't talked about it much no. on the show um one channel that has talked about it a lot, if you guys aren't subscribed to them, Redacted. They've gone over it quite a bit over the last few months as to what is going on with the WEF and the WHO and right. this whole pandemic treaty that apparently is, you know, it's, I mean, it's being hushed-hushed. They're like, no, nothing's going on. No. This treaty, like all other treaties, is to present and move us in the direction of a one world government. Uh -huh. I'm sorry, folks, that's what it is. If you don't believe me, look at it. Tell tell yourself, what is it doing? What's it, what is it achieving? So I did put this in the description so you guys can really go in there and look at it in your own time because there's a lot in here. Okay, but we're just going to go over the basic of what what the pandemic treaty is and we're actually gonna pretty much let her talk about it for us all right because we're bit. still learning this too you guys we don't know exactly all, all the ins and outs of it but again we want to bring this stuff to your attention because if no one's told you how can you even do the research on it right. how are you supposed to know to look it up if no one's told you that it's happening or that right. it's there that it's a possible thing yeah if you're too busy playing with the red rubber ball how do you know there's green grass underneath yeah just was it there's dirt and worms under the grass? I'm just saying. So many more interesting things under the grass. Right. 
Dr. Meryl Nass warned about this in a EU parliamentary meeting. She's been labeled as an extremist for saying this, but we have shown you these documents, you guys, and we regularly link them to you in our newsletter so that you can read them yourself. This is not a conspiracy interpretation. Watch how she warns about this, and then I'm going to bring you more about her in a second. We're undergoing a soft coup, and the idea is to create a whole new set of laws and ignore the existing human rights laws and other laws under the pretext of pandemic preparedness and the biosecurity agenda. The WHO is developing through all its nations, but with the WHO directorate and the United States in charge, a pandemic treaty and amendments to the existing international health regulations that will remove the human rights protections currently um, embedded in the IHRs will enforce surveillance, censorship, get rid of freedom of speech, require governments to censor and only push a single narrative. Also, we will be sub subject, if, if they can make this work, to vaccines developed in 100 days, which the organization CEPI is planning to do. And one of the people who founded CEPI was Jeremy Farrar, who is now the chief scientist at the WHO to bring this forward. Um, other things that, uh, that amendments do is to bind the state so they are no longer recommendations, but enforceable edicts. Uh, provide a liability shield, get rid of intellectual property rights, move supplies from one country to another. Are you guys hearing this? Like, this is... <laughs> They're not telling you exactly what yes. they're do, going to do and what they are doing. Yeah. They're telling you this. That, that's the worst part of it is that the WHO and the WEF, they're telling us all of their evil plans. Right. Because they know there's nothing we can do to stop it. Uh-huh. Well, because they think that we don't know that there is anything to do right. to stop it. But there is, you guys. For one, she even brings this up later in this episode. Mm -hmm. Keep talking about it. Keep telling your representatives in your state, in your country, wherever you're from, because this is not just an America thing. This is everybody thing. This is a world thing. Okay. Tell your representatives that you don't want this. Okay. Senate, Congress, and everybody, they're all hesitant because they know how we feel about it. And there, at the moment, is enough of them still fighting for us to keep it at bay. Right. So, we have to keep talking about it. We have to keep putting the word out. Keep keep the pressure on our yeah. elected representatives. And keep informing more people. Yes. The more of us that are informed, the more of us that can wake up, and the more of us there is to, to make put the word out there and make a stand. Mm -hmm. Because blowing up their phones and their emails, that does a lot more than we think. Yeah. And even us sitting here talking about this stuff, sometimes I'll be sitting there thinking about the show and like, what are we going to talk about? And then my brain will go on this tangent like, aren't you just like wasting all your time? Right. Looking up all this stuff, trying to do all this research, trying to put this information out. You know what? If I can reach five people right. in the next 20 years on this channel, I'm That's, okay with that. Yeah. Because if those that was, five people reach out to another five people. Mm -hmm. And exactly. those five people reach out to another five people. Mm -hmm. That's the hope and 
Oh, and that's that's the whole thing. We're not here to make money. We're not here to become no. famous or some weird thing. Okay. We know we nobody wants me to be famous, especially no. me. I don't want that. I don't, I don't want that attention. And I sure as hell ain't selling my soul to the devil. So no, nope. nope. If the good Lord can't give me that fame, I don't want it. <laughs> uh, provide a liability shield. Get rid of intellectual property rights, move supplies from one country to another, um, enforce digital passports, and the director general of WHO can demand that a pandemic or a potential pandemic exists. Potential. Potential. Not even a real one. Yeah. Oh, we heard that. There's going to be a new flu uh, out this year. It's the... Uh horse flu and um you're gonna get it unless you take our vaccine uh-huh and you have to take our vaccine because we're forcing everybody to uh-huh she even talks about that right demand that a pandemic or a potential pandemic exists I froze. he can just declare it with again i froze again <laughs> no standards and then countries around the world will have to obey uh, also the who will tell you what drugs you can and can't use in your nation once yeah so you know healing things like the hydro blah 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 and the ivor blah 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 mm -hmm. that we're still not really supposed to talk about even though other places have said oh yeah those those are good cures for yeah, blah, it, blah blah yeah it they All were. those blah 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 blahs that we can't say because yada yada yada. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we wouldn't be allowed to use those or herbal medicine. What if they tell us, oh you you can't you can't do that. You can't grow herbs in your backyard because that's medicine. Right. Just saying. Just saying. A pandemic is declared. Obviously, the budget will increase. Um, One Health is another part of this. One Health is a concept that was created to enable the WHO, with these documents, to take over jurisdiction of everything in the world by saying that climate change, animals, plants, water systems, ecosystems are all central to health. Also embedded in this concept is a peculiar notion that humans are no longer of greater value than animals. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we've seen enough of that. So, again, if you guys want to watch the rest of the video, I encourage it. Uh, yeah, it is in the link below. And subscribe to Redacted. They're full of awesome information, and they're yeah. independent media source um another one to check out is we are change yeah uh luke rudikowski that used to be on tim pool right he has his own channel now um i will warn you he's a little more foul mouth than we try not to be on here <laughs> but just putting that out there uh we are change and redacted two very right. good channels to keep up with okay well next i just want to bring this up what's going on in oregon yeah. meanwhile I saw this yesterday, and I was like, what? iRobot's coming to Oregon? Oh, it's already here. 
The humanoid robot revolution is happening, and it's happening very quickly. Sorry, that was a while. Just a few days ago, Agility Robotics announced their plans to open the world's first humanoid robot factory in Salem, Oregon, with the... Hmm. What? Human robot factory. Yeah. In Salem? In Salem, Oregon. You know they're all mm -hmm. going to be left-leaning. They'll get no. to go in circles because there's no left way. <laughs> they all got a gimp. How's it strutting today, robot? A little to the left. The goal of producing 10,000 models of the flagship robot named Digit by the end of next year. Digit was designed to solve difficult problems in today's workforce, like injury. I'm sorry, I kind of like watching robots walk. It's funny. Right. Burnout, high turnover, and un. So if our knees were really like that, what would chairs look like? Weird thoughts in my brain. Fillable labor gaps with the ultimate goal of enabling humans to cool. be more human. Tesla just released an update on their Optimus humanoid robot. It uses the same AI software as Tesla's self-driving cars, meaning that Optimus uses cameras to not only understand, but navigate the world around it. In the video they just released, you can see it recognizing its own limbs, sorting blocks based on their color, reacting to changes in its environment, and moving its body into a number of interesting positions. All in all, there has been major progress made in the world of robotics in the past few years, and when you make that with the progress we've seen in AI, the stuff that these robots are going to be able to do is going to get way more impressive. The humanoid robot revolution. Yeah, way more impressive. Define uh, impressive. Same. If it's left leaning, then it's not impressive. Just if it's neutral, if it can be a completely neutral robot, yeah, I might be down for that. Yeah. Okay, so what's else, what else is going on in Oregon? We're going to talk about local stuff, like really local. Real local. Down home, local. So, Klamath County is um, voting on one thing. With one measure. And to be honest, I'm still kind of a little bit confused on this whole matter. So Butch is going to kind of help us on that today. Right. And whether you're from Oregon or not, I think it's something to discuss and think about. Because and, uh, it's something about the ways that they try to word things. And they, yeah, the way that they phrase things that, well, and they find things that are important to us. Right. Like, okay, I'm a history buff, in case you guys didn't realize already. You know, I need $20,000 in my pockets, but I tell you what, I'll mix, I'll, I'll mix that bill in with another bill, another measure. And that measure will pass because, you know, it's about kicking puppies, and nobody wants to kick puppies. So if you want to stop kicking puppies, and say yes now. Yeah. Oh, I just got an extra $20,000. This is what they're doing here. This is the summary of Measure 18, 130-131. And the summary reads, the Klamath County Museums, Klamath County Museum, Baldwin Hotel, Fort Klamath Museum, operating budget, does not receive funding from the county general fund. Pause. Why? It's a good reason. That's a good question. Why? Because I fully support museums. Oh, yeah. 
fully support museums. We need museums. We need more museums. We need more museums. We need to better. We need to better the museum. We need yes. to make them more entertaining and interactive right. with children, so that they can learn all of this history and everything. Right. But why hmm. are our local museums not getting proper funding from our county? What is our county spending so much money on right. that we're not seeing? I'm just saying. I, you got, I think we need to do see the potholes in the county. Yeah. Some of our biggest cement ponds. Right, Ellie Mae? There was one over by the park that I live by. Mm-hmm. It's been there for so long. Right. So long, you guys. I mean, like 20 years. So long. It had been there for so long that when they finally filled it, my aunt and I were a little sad. <laughs> a weird nostalgia had grown around a pothole. That is how long it had been there. Right. And she still sometimes swerves when we come to that corner right. as if that pothole is still there. <laughs> That's how long it was there. Wow. Muscle memory. And it's been filled for like two, three years now. Let me get back to this measure here. Uh, so they're not getting, uh, does not receive funding from the county general fund. Since 2011, voter-approved local option levies have provided a large portion of funds necessary to maintain the museum's operations and programs. All right, so here they're appealing to you. Mm-hmm. You're saying, hey, we don't, we're not getting enough money from the source where we're supposed to be getting money from. Mm-hmm. We need to, you know, you guys to vote on this. And it's going to, you know, increase your taxes. Because so, we need more of those. Yeah, we need more taxes. Yeah. And, but wait, wait, there's more. Why do we need this? I don't know. The museums now face needed building repairs. Okay, I can understand that building get old and everything okay. else. Yeah. And sharply increasing costs. This is what it says. Oh, you mean those same sharply increasing costs that are putting most Americans in the um, hole right. called debt? Yeah. And but those that, you know, those sharply increasing we're costs. We're basically are, in a silent depression right now. giving a pay raise to somebody who really doesn't deserve it. If they can't figure out the general fund, because we already pay out, taxes. The money yeah, we, we already pay taxes on this. And I pay property tax, you guys. Yeah. So this means an additional 3% mm-hmm. increase on your property tax. Yeah. 3%. I don't even I don't even pay taxes enough taxes to get sidewalks. Right. I'm just saying that's how much I don't want to pay taxes. Right. Because the taxes I'm already paying are not fixing my county. No, they're not. So if they're not fixing my roads and they're not fixing my schools and they're not fixing other stuff. Where's the money going? Yeah. I think we need They're not to, fixing the museums. They're not. Where's all this money going? I think we need to do a full scale forensic accounting of all the monies that's going. I think we need to call out our county commissioners and ask for yeah. entire full 100% transparency on the money coming in and the money going out. Right. Where it's going. Who's paying? So maybe and it's time for us to get raises. loud here in the county. How many pay raises have been? Yeah. That's this funded. What about that mayor that I don't even, that you know nobody really knows or nobody really likes or 
Uh, oh, the one that uh, recently had a murderer, a kidnapper, and everything else living in her house. Yeah, heard something about that. Yeah. Oh, uh, but that's just local conspiracy theories, huh? Well, it can't be a conspiracy theory if it's been proven true that she uh, rented her house out to a kidnapper oh, who no, built a mini dungeon in the on the oh. premises. Yeah. That was a story we never really talked about. We ought to do a whole video on that. We should do that one. A little mini documentary or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, corruption in Klamath County. Ha, ha, ha. But, so the, basically this this new build thing that we're supposed to be voting on. Yeah. They provide more money. It's going to tax us more. Meanwhile, just some food for thought. If you earn $100 and you pay $33 in income tax, you're left with $67. Yes. You then go and buy $67 worth of fuel, you know, so you can get back and forth to work, take your kids to school, and go to church or whatever. And in doing so, you pay a 48% fuel tax. Yep. By the time it's all said and done, the government has just received $71.86 of your originally hard-earned $100. Yep. You're left with less than $29. Oh, yeah. That's for food. Out of your hundred. That's for your food and your rent and your... And your utility bills. Yeah. And now our county wants us to tax us just a, just a little bit more. You know... We heard you're making a little for bit more the museums. Money. We heard you're making a little bit more money an hour. Let's, uh, let's the, take that from you. And then it makes me feel like I'm being the bad guy because, oh, you don't want to support your museums? Right. What kind of history not are you? The kind that's tired of being taxed. The death over nothing. Like the kind that's ready to throw the tea in the harbor again, y'all. Right. Taxation without representation. That's the kind of history nut I am, because I remember why this country was founded. I remember why the amendments were written. Yeah. Why we have a constitution. Why we're not a democracy. I remember doing a a, a video here on the channel. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year, the year before, I believe it was last year. Mm -hmm. uh, regarding uh, the tea in the harbor, the taxation, and yep. the revolution. So I also did remember doing one on a uh, group of 22 individuals, young men, mm -hmm. who had had enough. Yep. And they said, we're done. There was only 22 of them. Mm -hmm. And they started a revolution. Mm -hmm. Which, of course, now today we know that pretty much every war we've ever experienced has been funded by some sort of shadowy elite government. Right. However, we weren't fully aware of all that stuff when it, when the Civil War was happening or when the Revolutionary right. War was happening. We're only really realizing that now, after the military-industrial complex exploded and became a real thing in World War I. So now, after all these years, over 100 years now, or, mm -hmm. you know, that we have finally realized that somebody's funding all this stuff yeah they're like oh yeah sure well we'll give you some money to start your revolution meanwhile we're also gonna provide plenty to britain right 
giving the Americans the illusion that we were borrowing from the French. Right. Just saying. So, the, the corruption has never really stopped, you guys. No, but, it hasn't. Speaking of corruption, let's get into Southern Oregon corruption. Southern Oregon sheriff under ethics investigation for supervising his son. Now, I think I forgot to link this. So, I'm going to put it in the chat right now. There we go. Um, Because I didn't link that one, I'll try to remember to go back and put it in there. But there's some interesting stuff going on between our sheriff and the commissioner. Mm -hmm. And I think both sides are wrong. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I think accountability needs to be taken on the side of the sheriff itself, as well as the commissioners. Mm -hmm. Because I think they're kind of playing him a little dirty. Oh, yeah. But I also think he overstepped his boundaries. I agree. So, basically, to kind of put it in short, and in short terms... The reader's digest version. Yeah. Uh, Sheriff Caber was told... Like, basically, there was a little thing signed that he wasn't allowed to do certain things in certain ways without permission from the commissioners because his sons were already deputies right. in Klamath County. So, for him to be sheriff, well, there's going to be a little bit extra rules here because you're not supposed to be supervising your own children, yeah. Yeah. your own family in general. Well, he violated that mm. by placing his son Ryan as supervisor of a certain department right. without getting proper permission Ooh. from the commissioners. Right. Now I can see in a sense where the commissioners are coming from, but I also know our commissioners are a little dirty around here. Yeah. Okay. Just a Oh, you know, just a little bit considering, you know, yeah. what you just said about the mayor. Not housing a criminal. So then Caber released this statement. That's kind of lengthy. And it is lengthy, but I think it's important for us in Klamath County to read, to understand where he is coming from. Because honestly, our sheriff is not a bad guy. No. He's not. But I think he he did overstep his boundary. Oh, yeah. Definitely. And I think he needs to take that accountability and say, look, I'm sorry, I did do that. How else can we resolve this without anyone losing their job? Right. And without him losing his job. Right. How can they resolve this peacefully? Right. Uh, he's wanting to work to get to a resolution. Mm-hmm. They're wanting to work to get him out. Yeah, and to me, it feels like they were just waiting for an excuse to kick him out. Yeah. Why? Yeah, they they were waiting to pounce. But why? Well, let's see. Uh, recently, uh, I know for a fact that our Klamath Board of Commissioners has become a left-leaning bunch of loonies. And the sheriff is very pro-2A. Mm-hmm. I've been to a couple of places where he, you know, spoke and he talked about, he didn't go into a lot of detail, but he said there's a lot of things that he is limited on. Yeah. But if it was up to him, 
we would be much more constitutional here when it comes to firearms and frankly everything else. And obviously I I do I do frown on a lot of things going on around here in Klamath. We've noticed here recently um, a huge uptick in crime and yep. homelessness. It, and it's starting to look like Portland around. His here. hands are tied due to stupid BS that they tie his hands with. Because they're not giving them enough uh, funding or operational costs to fund the jail. So therefore, they can't house as many inmates as they used to do. Mm-hmm. used to do the reason he doesn't have as do many that, deputies right he doesn't have as many deputies uh the uh prosecuting office the prosecutors they're not allowed to prosecute unless it's a so again serious why, though, crime this goes back to the so why and where is all our money if going? it's a crime or not it's a as long as it's a serious crime yeah and in order for it to be a serious crime it has to involve uh two parties where one party gets fatally shot yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed even just on local Facebook stuff, there's a lot more talk and complaint about crime happening. Mm-hmm. And is anybody noticing how much we're starting to look like Portland? Yeah. So, again, I think this boils down to we need to call out our... Commissioners. Our representatives whether it's right. local commissioners all the way up to the wannabe president himself mm. they should all be mm-hmm. what are you doing to make my neighborhood safer my community safer my city my town my county my and what kind of weird limits are you putting on our sheriff that he isn't able to do that properly? right why are you tying his hands that uh, you know what gets me this is what really burns. why are you trying to tax me more money too for this burns my rear end because really grinds my gears they're taxing us because they need more money to fund fewer projects uh-huh so why do they need more money as if we have money right i mean we only got our what was it we figured out uh, uh, what, 32 bucks? Yeah, or, well, no, no, it was, it was less than that. It was 29, yeah, 20. less than $29, 28 and change. Yeah. They want to take the rest of our $28 and change, you guys. I mean, pretty soon we're not going to be making anything. Oh, but see, then that's where that universal income is going to come in. And your social credit score is going to determine how much of that of that income you're going to universal receive. income you're actually going to receive right. and it's not going to matter anymore how much work ethic you have or how smart you are or if you can perform or uh if you're or if you can invent anything because if you are inventing anything you better have the government's permission to be inventing such things right and get a permit for it yes. oh that's going to cost oh, you and then they're going to tax you on it Just saying, guys. Yeah. There's a lot to think about, a lot to pay attention to, and we're out of time. Yeah, we're out of time for today. Anyways, we just want to bring all this stuff to your guys' attention. Do your own research. Read stuff. We we can't do it all for you. No. 
And if you find any but, information out there that we haven't covered yet that you'd like to see on the show, please shoot us an email at uncommonsense42020 at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Or you can also message us on Facebook. You can find yeah. us on various platforms. platforms. All the links are in the description below. Yeah, please check it out. Support us by hitting that like, subscribe, share the content. The more viewers we get, the better. Doesn't matter, no. They're supportive of uh, what we have to say. What we have to say is facts, and we have questions. Yes. And I mean, we do our best to bring you guys the most factual information we can, at least to bring up the subject so you can go find the facts for yourself. Right. Okay. Don't so, let us do your thinking for you. No, absolutely you have a brain, not. Use it. Yeah. That's right. Critical With thinking that, is important. Until next time. Don't believe the nonsense and stay uncommon. Oh, I was watching a a clip from Ladder's Crowder earlier. Oh. Straight up, he's got the oh, no. 70s porn star mustache. Oh no! And the lighting in there, dude, it was like red light district. Oh shit! It was like dim. Right. Like it would switch the camera over to uh, Vivek, mm-hmm. and it was like this weird dim, almost reddish lighting. Oh wow! <laughs> he was filming some weird. In Arizona, what no is going on? Like, is he really doing that bad since he left his wife? He's like, only fans in it, or what? I don't know. Anyways, you'll have to check it out later because it's just weird. Right. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just reading into it. Maybe I he just, you know, likes that red light district look. I think that's probably what it is. Maybe that's never mind.